sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome each one to the service here this morning. It's a blessing to be gathered again. It's a beautiful day. We were gone last Sunday. Went back east to visit some relatives back there. So it's good to be back. Before we start, could we all just stand? And could I have two brothers lead out in prayer? Um, maybe we could specifically pray for the ones down in Florida and South Carolina that got hit with the hurricanes and also the ones that are sick. So two brothers could pray and I'll close. ourselves, look up to you as our Father. Lord, thank you for all that you are and all that you um, have done for us. Father, we pray for those in the, the uh, trail of the hurricane damage and the chaos and disruption of their life that has created. Lord, I pray for them that they would uh, look to you, yeah. Father, and that they this morning would find peace that comes from as they put their lives back together. Lord, we also pray for those that are sick with the flu or whatever is going around, Lord, that you would be with them and help them to find a day of rest and education today that they can be inspired and lifted up by whether it's listening in or having their own devotions or whatever it is, Lord, that you would visit them and minister to their hearts. Give them grace, we pray. Visit us here also. Pour out your spirit upon us that are gathering together would be uh, we can each leave this place blessed, fulfilled, and encouraged as we Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness this morning. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. For your word, Lord. Hebrews says that they receive promises by faith. And I pray we would do the same this morning as we trust and believe in your word. Lord, we pray those that suffered through the storms, be with them, Lord. Teach them the fear of the Lord. Oh, God. As they look at the devastation of their things, Lord, I pray they would would fear the Lord. Oh, God. Lord, we pray you would raise up the sick and uh, meet the needs today in every heart, God, as we sit here and look into your word. Bless your word. Bring the word of life to our hearts, Lord. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord. We just thank you for your presence here. Lord, we pray that you would... Be near to each one that is here, Father, I pray, especially that your Holy Spirit could dwell with us and be in each one of our hearts, and it could um, illuminate the scriptures to us this morning, Father. 
I don't feel like I can uh, share. I can't do this on my own, Lord, and I need your help this morning, Lord, that you could uh, bring a light and help us to change where we need to change, Lord, and just become more like you. And I also pray for the ones that were affected by the hurricanes and the ones that lost loved ones and all the devastation. I pray that you would just be near to them this morning, Lord, and somehow that they could see you through this all, Lord, and you could bring people to yourself, Father, and also pray for the ones that are sick. pray that you would reach down and touch them, Lord, and just give them faith and keep them from being discouraged. Just thank you for your love and mercy to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Well, I was blessed already this morning just by song service and just speaking of God's redemption and His blood and also the need um, for us to be surrendered to Him. Um, As I was thinking about what to share, I wasn't exactly sure where to go, Um, but I've been reading through some through Isaiah, and so I decided to just take a chapter. There's quite a few prophecies here in Isaiah, and If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Isaiah 53. Prophecy here from Isaiah. And it's a very familiar chapter to a lot of us. Um, So I think what I'm going to do is just, I don't have just a lot of thoughts, but pray that God's Word will speak to us. Um, We'll just read the whole chapter and then I'll just go through it, um, different verses, and just expound on it a little bit. So, starting in verse 1, Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him, stricken of, stri- smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he hath done no violence, neither was any deceit found in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make sin, his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. 
So this is a very deep passage, and there's a lot in here, and I don't claim to know everything in here. Um, I just did some studying on it, and just I think it's good for us to refresh our minds just on this prophecy and also what Christ went through and what he did for us. And just the amazingness of this. Pretty much this here is the essence of the gospel. And the gospel is the good news. Are we excited about that? Um, So here, just in verse 1, we'll just kind of go through it. Who hath believed our report? I think here he was was speaking to the Jews. um, And the interesting thing is here, they, 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 they heard this prophecy from Isaiah. The Jews heard this prophecy, but somehow it didn't sink into them that this was the Messiah. Somehow, it's like, what are you thinking? Like, this would seem so easy to see, so, you know, they'd seen it coming, but somehow it didn't quite match up to what they thought. And I think that could be a warning to us, you know, that we're, we want to make sure that we don't miss Christ. Going on to verse 2. It says, As a root out of dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Um, From the time of this prophecy to the fulfillment, I believe it was about, from what I could, from what I read, it's about 700 years um, from this prophecy from Isaiah until the time it was fulfilled. And then from between um, the Old and New Testament, there was about 400 years, I think they call it the silent years, when there was no prophecies. Um, and it was just, a, I think it was just a real spiritually dry time. And I think that's what it's referring to um, as Christ as a root out of dry ground. And it says, No form, he hath no form, nor comeliness. When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. So it wasn't like he came in a bunch of splendor and glory. And I wonder if the Jews weren't looking for that. They were thinking there's going to be something great, something that stands out. But that's not why or Christ didn't come as something big. He, was, he came in humility. And he wanted the people to be attracted to what he had for them, his message, his message of salvation. Uh, verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was not popular, but instead he was rejected by men. He also was well acquainted with grief and sufferings. If we remember in the garden, he prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And, you know, he was in the flesh just like you and I are. He didn't want to go through this, but he was willing to um, so that we could have eternal life. Going on to uh, verse 4 and 5, he took on our transgressions and was bruised for our sins just so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sin, but the atoning blood of his Son, and we are as white as snow, to God because of what Christ did for us on the cross. Thank the Lord for that. Going on to verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on us the iniquity of us all. 
And if we think of sheep, they definitely have a mind of their own. They want to they do their own thing. And that's how we were. We were going a direction. We were going our own way. And I trust that most of us have chosen Christ and now are under his lordship. Verse 7. He was oppressed and was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Jesus was oppressed and afflicted, yet he didn't open his mouth and try to stand up for himself. Uh, Matthew 11 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He just walked this path in humility. And even when they were saying things that were completely wrong, falsehoods about him, he just humbly took it and didn't try to stand up for himself. Uh, Verse 8 and 9. Jesus was sinless, yet he was willing to take on the sins of the whole world so that you and I could stand righteous before God. It's an amazing thought. Just that we can be righteous before God because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Then verse 11, um, speaking there of the travail of his soul, it is the toil and labor he endured in working out the salvation of his people, his obedience and death, his sorrows and sufferings. Um, There it also says, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. It almost seems like this is kind of the climax here, that Christ, righteous, referring to the righteous servant, will justify many because he bear their iniquities. You, you and I are sin on the cross. And then verse 12, he was numbered... With the sinners, even though he had done nothing wrong. He was made sin for us who knew no sin, so that we could be without spot and blemish before and be able to come before a holy God. And I just want us to consider that this morning. Um, just, it's only because of Christ. It's nothing that we can do. And so many times I feel like I get hung up on that. Somehow, I need to do something, I need to drum something up in myself, I need to be more righteous. But it's only because of what Christ has done that we can be righteous and be holy before God. So that when God looks at us, he doesn't see us, but he sees Christ and the finished work on the cross. So that's pretty much all I have this morning. I hope that can be a blessing and encouragement to us, just remembering what Christ did. I do have um, just a poem I found that I would like to read. It says, Who believes what we've heard and seen? Who would have thought... God's saving power would look like this. The servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over, a man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, but the fact is, it was our pains he carried. Our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us, We thought he brought it on himself, but God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sin that did it to him. 
that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment that, was, that made us whole. Through his bruises we get healed. We all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own things, gone our own way, and God has piled our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him. He was beaten, he was tortured, but he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to be slaughtered, and like a sheep to be sheared, he took it all in silence. Justice miscarried, and he was led off. And did everyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten for the sins of my people. They buried him with the wicked, threw him in a grave with a rich man, even though he had never hurt a soul, or said one word that wasn't true. Still, it's what God had in mind all along to crush him with pain. The plan that was that he gave himself as an offering for sin, so that he'd see life from, come from it, life, life, and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. Out of that terrible travail of soul, he'll see that it's worth it and be glad he did it. Through what he experienced, my righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous ones. As he himself carried the burden of their sins, therefore I'll reward him extravagantly, the best of everything, the highest honors, because he looked death in the face and didn't flinch. Because he embraced the company of the lowest, he took on his own shoulders the sin of many. He took up the cause of all so that we could go free.